the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. There are more people right now in line at Gene and Jude's waiting for a double sack of dogs than there is for this fat slob Chris Christie to announce his ending of Never Trumper rage on stage. That's all it ever was. Nobody gives a rip about Chris Christie. And here, I'm going to help you too. Nobody gives a rip about Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. Nobody. Doesn't matter what they do tonight. Doesn't matter. Because the guy who is going to win the so-called primary is Donald Trump. So there has, there has to be a multi-prong effort to make sure an outsider will never be in that position again. Because the Leviathan, the mafia, the government doesn't like it when people don't play nice with it. They want the people who become multimillionaires in the system to navigate their way up so they always have leverage. And they understand you're just a figurehead. This is a theater uh, uh, for the for the plebes called citizens. This is for those people who think there is a republic and there's a const- there's a constitution and there's a congress and there are rules. There isn't any rules. Whether it's Lloyd Austin or the dementia patient destroying our nation doesn't matter. They are facade to the real corruption. But what's nice about Trump, the silver lining of Trump, he exposes these corrupt fascists for exactly what they are. It's like nothing we've ever even read about in this country. Not at least since the Fat King, who I believe was a size smaller in pant than Chris Christie is today. Breaking news out of New York City, where just in the last couple of minutes, the judge presiding over Trump's multimillion dollar civil fraud trial now says he will not permit the former president to testify in his closing arguments. You don't get to make that call. Hey, you ugly, ugly, you with that stupid face of yours, my word. You Democrat scourge and fraud and fascist scum. You don't get to make that rule. You know, this is why, Squirrel, I really can't wait for the day for AI, artificial intelligence, to be put in charge of our court system. This will be a good day for honest Americans, because what's really screwing up this country are these low-life apparatchiks to the mafia pretending to be judges rather than what they are, Marxists in robes. Back with us is Danny Savalas. Danny, it's just great to see you again. We were having this conversation just a couple now, of minutes. Now, this is a, a, an asset to the mafia. This is a, a, a propagandist posing as a reporter, and he's chuckling because he can't believe that they're getting away with this. This is something that would make those gangs in El Salvador blush. That's ago you were saying it wouldn't be unusual for the judge to say, no way, you can't do it. That's what he did. Not a surprise, or was it? 
Not surprising at all. In a way, it shows me that Trump is being treated like other folks. And I can tell you that if somebody you've never heard of was a party and they filed a motion to say, hey, I know I have these lawyers, uh, but I want to give a speech at my closing argument, my civil case as well. That motion would be denied. Well, then what Trump should do is fire his lawyers, represent himself for the closing argument. You see, there's always a way to represent yourself in this country. At least there's supposed to be. But when you have these fascist destruction, destroying these great cities, do we really have any rules anymore? And this leads me to what broke yesterday. Johnson says because of an unexpected budget surplus, he will allocate $95 million from the federal COVID funds to pay for the migrant costs without any city council approval. And you'll shut up and you'll take it. Because where these Marxists are, this is... There are no rules. They'll do whatever they want to do. And when it comes to stealing, nobody does it more obvious or better than the scum Democrats. They can't help it. Two, please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement. Okay? What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? I love that. What kind of crack do you normally smoke? As Hunter Biden is going to speak for the first time and pretend he's in a position of authority rather than what he is, a crook, a thief, a traitor on the run. And he would be in prison if he didn't have all of the kind of assets known as Democrats running cover for him. What's fun is when you watch him cower like the scared little girl he really is when other real women confront him with facts. I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago to my friends on the other side of the aisle um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with a congressional subpoena accountable. Now, those are only Republicans, because what you have here is this Potemkin illusion of a constitutional republic rather than what it really is. A gangster government run and operated by the bureaucracy. What you see before you is merely theater. Why did you show up today? Why did you put your dad on speakerphone if he had nothing to do with your business? You put him on speakerphone multiple times. There isn't an American in this country, Democrat or not, with an IQ over 60 that doesn't know exactly what this is. This is a traitor. He is a bagman, an asset of the Communist Chinese Party, the oligarchs in Ukraine. Wait, oh, whatever happened with Ukraine? We still giving money? Was that in all the bill? What exactly was in the bill? Now on the supplemental and Ukraine. Senate negotiators continue. They met several times yesterday. So Senate negotiators continue their work on finalizing an agreement for a national security supplemental. At a time of growing crisis around the world, our supplemental package is America's answer to this decisive moment in world history. The world stands at a crossroads. The war happening in Ukraine is not just between one nation defending itself against another, but between tyranny and democracy itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another crook. In the meantime, I'm playing you this because Mike Johnson is trying to rebuild any kind of infinitesimal form of credibility he thinks he has when the reality is Mike Johnson doesn't have any. He didn't use any leverage. He's going to fund all of the Democrat scandals and scams in perpetuity because what they're banking on is that Donald Trump is incarcerated, that the mafia succeeds, 
and imprisons Donald Trump so they can give you their preferred Nikki Haley or another asset of the cabal of corruption known as the Republican Party. Well, just five days ago into the Iowa caucus is the first contest of the 2024 campaign. Rachel Scott is in Des Moines where there's one final debate tonight before the voting. Good morning, Rachel. George, good morning to you. In just a few hours, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis will go one-on-one. Both still- and they'll both lose to a guy who's never showed up for the debate. You know the guy. The three-judge panel of the federal appeals court heard arguments this morning from Donald Trump's attorneys. What was it like inside that courtroom? It was quite tense. So Jack Smith is on the other side of the courtroom, and he has basically three or four rows of lawyers from his office. Donald Trump, on the other hand, had a smaller group. They actually had an extra role they weren't able to fill up. But essentially, Donald Trump walked in five minutes before uh, this proceeding got underway. He unbuttoned his jacket, sat down, but he was quiet for most of the argument that his lawyers were making directly. He got a little bit more animated and started writing notes on a yellow legal pad when it was time for the special counsel to make their arguments. So he heard some things he obviously didn't like there. But honestly, the thing that he got the most worked up about amidst all this legalese that probably went over his head is when his own. Listen here, you fat, useless child, you asset apparatchik to the collapse of our society, you Marxist Democrat reporter. There's nothing you understand that Donald Trump doesn't understand. Nothing. You have achieved nothing in life. You're absolutely useless. And your contempt for Donald Trump is because he understands, like we the people do, who you call deplorables, exactly what your useless, corrupt ass is doing. We all do. We're just choosing to go along with it now. We're having our own quiet little protests. We're having a secession by movement. We're taking our money and our future, and we're going to different areas in the country that are not controlled by Democrat scum. Now, not all of us can do that. Some of us are tethered by love and affection or job legacy or family businesses. But for the most part, don't think there's anything you understand that our dumbest supporter of Donald Trump, the dumbest one, doesn't understand times three. I'm getting awful tired of being condescended by these butter-handed little pansies. I really am. And the idea that they go on national TV... And instead of running on, a, on, on the fact that you're trying to perpetrate a crime, not only because the candidate you support is suffering from all kinds of illnesses, which he clearly is, but because he is a traitor to the oligarchs and communist parties around the country, and you've run cover, and you think you're in front of something because you don't like Donald Trump's real estate deals, what you are is sickening. You're disgusting like every single one of the people who refuse to call you what you are, frauds. Con artists, liars, cheat, and federal gangster government assets. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Peacefully. Fed, 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 fed. Not one mainstream media, not one, talked about this fluff, Ray Epps. Not one talked about the abuse of justice as this true, true inciter of violence and rage and mayhem walks because he's an asset of the government. I haven't seen it on one mainstream channel. And these fat, useless, slob reporters think there's something that Trump doesn't understand and went over his head. We all knew back then what you were doing. You were covering up for the greatest and most obvious fraud this country's ever had in any position of power. Know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. There's a T there!
You feeble moron. There's a T. Where's the reporter on that? And why do they feel they can get away with anything? Because they, they wanted the Duchess of Chaffington in. They wanted the true orchestrator of corruption and mayhem. And God willing, God willing, Hillary Clinton will write the next chapter in that journey. We are America, second to none, and we own the finish line. Don't forget it. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. And he needed to protect our troops because after this election-stealing traitor and thief stole the most important office in the world, we're in the middle of World War III, and the so-called Secretary of Defense doesn't give a rip about any of the rules of a republic. He's going to do whatever he wants, and you're going to sit there and take it. But I want the reporters to be aware of things. There are people that are not Republicans, not Trump supporters, who understand what the real problem here is. Five surprising signs of dementia you may not have known about. Lack of facial expressions moving, even when... Check! We got a president that can't move his face if we set his foot on fire. Talking about something exciting. Seeing things that are not there. He's shaking hands with flags! Walking changes, slow and shuffling gait. Like a drunk baby on wet grass. There's your real story, morons. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Reporters, they wouldn't report on a Democrat scandal if it kicked them in the ass. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for cover. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, <laughs> Where you going, girl? Where you going? She's got something to say to your crooked, thieving, crack-smoking face. <laughs> oh. I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> wow, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women. And men. But why the reason he can be so bold is because he has the protection and the blessing of a corrupt government that the FBI, forever bothering Italians, Federal Bureau of Incompetence, has set on the evidence of the treason for a year prior to the election, they sat on it. And then they made sure that they were going to get away with stealing it. Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to safe. go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the f up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Face right. fed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay. speaking. We are going to the Capitol. Where our problems are. It's that direction. Probation. $500 fine. There are people still sitting in the cooler. You crooked government asset. You fraud. Dimwit. And where's the reporters? Ooh, not one. In fact, they don't even like asking questions. They'll take pretty much any answer given to them. Okay. Uh, so we have seen results in... Um 
in uh, the the uh, migration of, of migrants, right? We've seen a decrease because of... Do you know what this moron is worth, Squirrel? This fool who's never nobody ever heard of. $14 million. How did KJP make $14 million? Is she a stock speculator too? The actions that President uh, President of Mexico has taken. Uh, and so, again, because of this these diplomatic conversations... Maybe she's on the Chapo payroll. Like the old president of Mexico that he bragged he owned them for a hundred million. Brilliant. Jim and Lyle. You are on fire tonight, Paisan, oh, and I think you. I know why. So I'm gonna posit a theory and you tell me what you think. All right. The underpinnings of this election, the political environment, has so been transformed since last spring, even since six months ago, that they know they can't win. And I know you say, oh, that's not your deal you, 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 because we have not fair elections. I get it. But with Christie dropping out today, they are doing their last attempt. He's probably going to back Haley. They're going to do something to stop him like they, like they tried last time. But the environment has changed so much that people that don't give a rip are coming up to me and saying, this is insane. People that, well, I, I, that well, I work with that you would never light. even imagine. You have to shine light on the on the fraud, on the scandal, on the roach. You know, this is how you destroyed our great city. Everybody walked around and thought they had an in. Everybody played the clout game. And in the meantime, what they don't realize is you, nobody has clout. These are leeches and thieves that don't care about anything other than lining their pockets. And when they have the the influence over our judicial system, they walk and they get away with it. And in the meantime, when you cheer and think you're winning when an 80-year-old gets caught and never is going to see a day in jail, that's when the game is over. So if you think they're afraid they can't get away with the next election theft, they don't care. They don't care. They're going to continue down the road of fascism because they have been allowed to get away with it. That's why I played out of nowhere the clip about this Marxist buffoon with the Marvin the Martian hairdo pl- pretending to be the mayor in Lori Lightfoot's costume of Chicago. $95 million, and we're not even going to pretend you morphodites no, on the city can, council mean If I can interrupt anything. for one second. Go ahead. Who was the reporter that, that this Trump that way? I cannot believe that. He's some fat kid, never had a job in his life. You know, they're fungible. Came out of uh, uh, NYC, got his job because his aunt knows somebody or sits on the desk at somebody's desk. It's all just systemic corruption it's like, you it's, agree like with it's like chicago Sean, when you, you walk in city hall and you see those fat asses sitting around they're all somebody somebody new sean do you agree though that something's snapped something's changed people that i that blue collar workers cleaning crew they know something's not right i hope so I, i'm not as optimistic as you are because the problem with humanity is their willingness and their ability to adapt to feudalism and corruption. Look at how many people still pretend they're, they're going to... There's a Republican Party in Illinois or Chicago. Sure there is. Uh, sure there is. Uh, Glenn Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean. Yeah, I was going to... Your previous caller mentioned Christie's out. So that means the uh, buffet companies are going to start to see their profit margins go up. With oh, yeah. Christie's this is a good day for up, Jets so. Pizza. Jets Pizza is going to yeah. be busy. Sure, he likes the crust thick and greasy. Go ahead. And... and the other thing I wanted to say is that everybody better understand in this election you can't be neutral. Either you got to take a stand. If you're neutral, you're allowing the Democrats to destroy things. There can be no neutrality. Well, here's something else that has to happen. Here's something else I'd really like to see. I'd like to see people really vote for individuals rather than the party. 
Because what needs to be done, you know, there's a lot of people out there and they're telling you just support better Republicans. And blah, 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 blah. The last thing I want to do is strengthen my abuser. You see, what I'd like to see happen is nobody show up. If you're going to cheat me, and guys have tried, I'll flip the table over and burn your car. That's how I view getting cheated. But the idea I'm going to go to the game and hope I win, now, I know when I'm going to get cheated. And this is what it's like when you have frauds in very important positions. It was mentioned that we took what was the largest congressional delegation ever to the southern border a week ago. Uh, 64 uh, members. uh, Oh, Mike. Mike. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the first time you talk since you stabbed us all in the back on the weekend. I want to know where the money's going. Are we funding the little fraud who suspended elections? The guy who's been financing the Azov Battalion, the guy in Ukraine? Are we funding him? Where's the money going? Are we funding the eco-Nazi movement by this dimwit dementia patient in diapers pretending to be the president? Are we going to strengthen the Leviathan? Are we hiring more IRS and FBI? Are they building the buildings? Are they laughing at us, spending our money? I want to talk about that stuff. What do you want to talk about, Mike? There was 26 states representative, one U.S. territory. Uh, and that was not just symbolism. It's because every state, as has been mentioned here, is a border state. Every- do you know... Um, when a politician says you says to you, it's not just symbolism, that's like a lion cheating spouse tell you, I'll tell you the truth. It doesn't mean anything. It's exactly a confession of fraud and symbolism. And that's all they can run on. We'll do better next time. Send us better politicians. Yeah? How about we destroy the Republican Party? Now you got nothing. Go sit with Chris Christie and see who's important in a restaurant. It isn't your skinny ass, Mike Johnson. Believe me, the fat guy's going to get the best table. Tony in Riverside. Hey, Sean. So my theory is that this is like Chinese torture they're doing because they want to drive the people with some intelligence absolutely insane yeah. so that those that don't have any smarts, double-digit yeah. IQ, are easy to manipulate. But I, I got to go with Jim. Because I listened to that gentleman you had on last night from Martin Luther King uh, Group or whatever. Jimmy Tillman the second. Yes. And other people that I know personally, like my mom's caregiver, who is an immigrant from Mexico legally, these people are, they are not buying any of this. They are angry. Well, I hope so. But but I want to correct you on one thing. Chinese torture... Now isn't that water treatment you read about in World War II. It's when you're late for a flight and your Uber driver is named Lo Duck Dong. That's Chinese torture. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. True squirrel. Chris Christie to me. This is a comedy act, right? It's like answering the question, what if Chris Farley never did drugs and did his homework? He'd be Chris Christie. This is a comedy act, right? He'll be in a van down by the river. There's 30 people there. All 30 people have a look on their face like they're forced to go to his communion. It's preposterous. And everybody knows, at least now, he can order the dessert. Because I think he's hangry. He doesn't like dieting. He's not good at it. After all, he had the lap band surgery. Didn't he eat through it? Kevin, Austin, Texas. Uh, hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Awesome. So Biden 
Hunter Biden being at uh, the Congress reminded me of Godfather 2. Remember when the guy was about to rat on Pantangelion, but then he sent his brother in there? Or like a cousin from the old country to come yeah. and like send a message. To everybody Michael Corleone else. said this. Michael Corleone, sure I do. Come on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that's exactly what Hunter did in a way. Well, he just told was... all the bought off politicians that, hey guys, just remember, I'm in control. First of all, in The Godfather, they had to be a little more quiet about the open and notorious political corruption. They weren't half as bold as today. Here today, when when did you ever think you'd see? A couple of different things like this. Breaking news out of New York City. We're just in the last couple of minutes. The judge presiding over Trump's multimillion dollar civil fraud trial now says he will not permit the former president to testify in his closing arguments. That and then and then there's this. This is another one of my favorites. You said that uh, Secretary Austin took uh, part in the conversations regarding the Red Sea. Uh, do you know if he was conducting his business from the bedside or is he at release from the hospital? Yeah, he's intensive. He's in intensive care right now, laying in a butt in a bed like Jimmy Carter, like a guppy out of water. <sighs> We're in the middle of World War Three. U.S. and British naval forces shot down 21 drones and missiles fired by Yemen backed Houthis on Tuesday. Tuesday, 21 missiles. Where's Lloyd Austin? He's in a bed gasping for air. It's 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 ridiculous. This is the this isn't the. I heard somebody say it's the Keystone government. Keystone government at least went to work during the day. These these idiots don't have to do anything. It's it's absolutely sickening, and the corruption is systemic. It's ingrained in our government. It's like city hall. So how do you get it out? Not by pretending the Republicans are any better, like Mike Johnson. Thank you for the call. Everyone in the country understands this is an unmitigated catastrophe. Yeah, but you could have done something about it. Instead, you wrote a blank check again for the third time since you took the gavel. Let me see. He's going to mention it somewhere, right? This is like six, seven minutes long. It's a humanitarian catastrophe. It's a national security catastrophe, and bah, it must be addressed. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, Why don't you go with uh, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis today? You might as well run for president, too. It's less funny than the fat guy. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Okay, I'm looking at a picture here. And this is what I, I want to see Chucky Schumer explain this. Eco Health Alliance. Oh, that's a good scam, Eco Health Alliance. They're a liaison of corruption. Yeah. Right. Next to Fauci, who was on the hot seat in in, uh, Congress in a committee. Yeah, he's on the hot seat. Where are these people getting the money that they're still in business in Thailand and Asia? That's what I want to know. Come on, brother. Are you not? We don't even have the idea of the kind of massive numbers. That it's going funding through these these conduits of corruption, like Eco Health Alliance. Who did you know, Eduardo, that KJP is worth fourteen million? Can you explain? How do you think that Dingbat made fourteen million dollars? Can you name a way? Because she is an asset to the mafia. It's that simple. It's the same way. Uh, who's the Who's the other latest one? Nikki Haley, bankrupt. What? Eleven months ago? Twelve months ago? You're gonna run for president. We're gonna put the stock in your name. You're going to make a fortune. And then when you get in there, you do what we tell you to do. When is the president's next physical scheduled? Last year it was in February. I don't have anything uh, to share on the president's next physical. Obviously, we will once once that happens, we will be transparent and share that with all of you as we sure you will. Sure you will. Well, here's a little tidbit. That's how she's got the 14 million. You just go out there and whatever you do, don't make people. You've got to figure out how to tell them don't believe your lying eyes. Dementia often impacts gait, the way someone walks. Sometimes the person with dementia can walk really slowly. Sometimes he- Who's going to give him a physical? 
Dr. Vinny Boombat, yeah, you're good. Go back to work. You're fine. Run whatever you want. Only president we've ever had that couldn't get a job at any business in the country. And somehow he's the president. Can't get a job at a 7-Eleven. Uh, Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hey. Wonderful. And I know yesterday uh, you mentioned something about Danny uh, Willis. I, I don't believe I caught what you had said yesterday. I don't know why. But, She's uh, banging the prosecutor. The prosecutor, that, or, right? I mean, I mean the, she, the other, the, 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 the lawyer she put in charge, she's sleeping with him in the parking lot of a Walmart. She lost and her panties like Kamala Harris back when she was dating Willie Brown. Next question. And she's, pay, and she's paying him $650,000 of taxpayer money. Yeah, well, it's like it, Chicago. It's like Chicago. How, how many about, of the posse that's now the new government in Chicago were busted and, we, and didn't have a job a year and a half ago? Well, I also read, too, that uh, that he went to the White House. This Nathan Wade went to the White House two times. Why not? To talk to people there. Yeah, and he's then, got uh, a pass. He's and, banging and Fanny. Then, and then she, and then she uh, uh, came up with the charges after he met with the uh, people in the White House? Sure. Well, they had to get instructions. Uh, they had to get their instructions. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying about fraud and, and all of this stuff. You know, don't get me wrong. I know what you're saying every day about this, about how crooked they are. But the one last thing I want to say is about these hearings, uh, these hearings today they had uh, when Hunter Biden walked in. The only thing that was missing there was the two drink minimums. Ah, but you see, my guy's funny. Everybody tells me what's the answer. The answer is simple. You have one life to live. Live it smart. Be smart where you live it. The convention of states may be successful in calling a convention to change things, or it may not be. History will tell. You guys are working hard. The one thing we know is a number of the amendments that Congress has passed that have been adopted in the Constitution have been done so because there was a convention of states effort. There was an effort from the people in the states demanding change, and then Congress reacted. And the 21 states are pushing back against this gangster government. 21 you don't have to come to the one I like. Not everybody looks good in a thong and flip-flops. Yeah, I understand. Go to the 21 because they need good people. Where you are now, they don't like good people. Good people are merely in the way. Johnson says because of an unexpected budget surplus, he will allocate $95 million from the federal COVID funds to pay for the migrant costs. With- a surplus? The city's broke! A surplus. He's going to do what he wants because he's like Shea Gravera without the beret. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. John, what kind of commander-in-chief is President Biden? That at a time when American forces are under fire in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed. Peter, there's a lot to your question, so I want you- There's not a lot to your question. It's simple. You want to know what kind of president could possibly not know the circumstance. And, and the answer is one that doesn't know anything. One that everybody knows is suffering and everybody knows is unable to perform the duties of the job. But this is something they always knew. 
This isn't about Joe Biden winning an office. We all know he didn't. He earned his way there in the mafia for decades as a useful asset bagman of corruption, not just between the foreign enemies of Americanism, but the domestic ones. By the way, isn't uh, U.S. foods on strike now? I didn't see that in the news. U.S. foods, you know, kind of food, kind of important. What is the union inside U.S. foods that's on strike that nobody wants to talk about? How you doing? The horse heads. And God willing, God willing, Hillary Clinton will write the next chapter in that journey. We are America, second to none, and we own the finish line. It's funny, you know, the saddest part about dealing with these scum is they've always claimed achievements they never were part of. Do you know, all of them, they didn't contribute to our society. What elected official contributed to our society? They can never be taxpayers, ever. Joe Biden, if you believe he's not a crook, thief, rat, traitor, which he is, he never paid taxes his entire life. Because the money he gets for being a senator is derived from our tax money. And by the way, it's not just the elected ones. It's all the other ones. They're not really taxpayers. They're tax takers. So this idea that we always bend knee our leaders. There isn't a politician I've ever met that's a leader to me. The things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen. Because our leaders matter. Who- Your husband's not a leader. Your husband's anything but a leader. Your husband's legacy will be revisited by historians, and they will talk about the bankrupting economically of America. But more importantly, when America decided to pay its enemies was under your husband. Now, you did very well, Manhans. I believe you have now have $100 million in real estate holdings alone let alone what Hyde Park... Has she ever been back to Hyde Park? Ah, who the hell would go back there? Not with that kind of money, that's for sure. Craig, I'm on, Grandma. Sean, thanks for taking my call. Hey, listen, I want to take and mention something, and then I'm going to ask you a question after I mention this thing. So you got this uh, Fannie, uh, big Fannie Willis, and uh, this prosecutor she hired, it's her boyfriend, they're taking and uh, buttering each other's buns up and everything like that, and yeah. basically what's going on is... A lot of butter. It's like... Uh, Sex and money, okay? Sex and money and everything. Then when they're done with all that, or they, they got a little extra time, that's when they go after Trump. They're going after Trump. Then they got their lawyers and everything. They're all colluding with the lawyers in uh, in D.C. there with uh, Biden's lawyers and everything. Where the hell is a so-called conservative or Republican on our side to raise this thing up and get this, slow this train down? In one of the 21 the other states, and if you know anything about Fulton County, it's this just same systemic corruption of Cook County, except one thing's different. In Fulton County, they're primarily heterosexuals. Tony and Bartlett. Sean, you were in real estate, right? Still am. Okay. A quick question. Anybody who's ever bought or sold a piece of property knows the difference between assessed value and market value. How in the hell can a judge in New York arbitrarily decide what Trump's properties are worth. He cannot. He cannot. There is no circumstance in which he can. The whole principle of our nation, what separates us from all of the others, is the property rights of each citizen. We're one of the few countries that gives that property right to the citizen versus the government. 
The government's job then is to figure out a way to tax you on it or to get involved in the tax process. Uh, uh, they have it, they call it stamps in, in, in Illinois. They have transfer stamps and the rest of it. So they found mm-hmm. different ways to be ingenuitive and, and grab pieces. But ultimately, the value of property is between the owner and anybody else who either buys it or loans money on it and no government official. None. And you know what else is funny, Tony? Do you know what else? None, no government, no municipality, no state government. You don't want to know the one thing they no, they do not need now in the year 2024? An assessor's office. Do you know the amount of money that is stolen through an assessor's office? And when I say stolen, I mean just for their pay. We don't need an assessor yeah. anymore. Everything is automated. There are 5,000 websites that can tell you per millisecond what the property is valued at instantaneously. And we have this antiquated system. Why? Because it's another bureaucracy of corruption. So you take Illinois, layer on layer on layer on layer of government. What do you got? 200 governments? Who even knows? They don't even know anymore. None of it's needed. But didn't that that judge in New York put a value on Mar-a-Lago? Sure. Knowing nothing of Florida real estate. Never left New York. Did you ever see that lemon face? Never left New York, has no idea of real estate values in New York or outside of New York. But this is the face of fascism. The problem, Tony, is there's only a small part of Americans that actually have transacted even one piece of real estate, let alone have an understanding of what values real estate or how you come to that conclusion. So this is the perfect way to to remind people who the slave is and who the master is. And what's funny is in these Democrat areas... They like being the slaves. That's why they vote for their master. Without any city council approval, Mayor Johnson briefed Alderman Friday. It was the mayor basically said, you know, we want to avoid a vote on the city council. And to me, that is not appropriate. We should have. Not- Too bad. It's a Democrat mafia run sewer and you're the surf. Now sit in this pew and pretend to be important. Thanks for the call, Tony. We'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is very interesting with a very nuanced, interesting American history. And it's hard to introduce him, really. But the best way to sum him up from what I can ascertain is this. I think there's two kinds of men in the world. Two. Only two. Ones that when there's somebody screaming outside their door... One kind of man runs outside to see if he can help, what he can do. And the others call 911. My next guest is somebody who runs outside any time, day or night. There's no question about it. He is a disabled U.S. Army and Marine Corps veteran. He is also the founder, co-founder of Prepper All Naturals. And he's a one-time congressional candidate in Texas. He is Jason Nelson. Jason, thank you for joining me. How are you? Uh, Sean, I'm excellent. And I got to tell you, your intro music is wonderful. You had me dancing a little bit in here. Oh, sure. I mean, it's the, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with Eminem on a lot of things, but boy, that son of a gun could sing. In the meantime, um, it's very interesting what your history is and what your past is. And I see that you were a congressional candidate in Texas. 
I'm hoping that you're running again, and this time it's for secession instead of just the Congressional House where we pretend that Potemkin Republic actually does something. But I, ha- I had you on originally because I wanted to talk about the situation at the border and what you've seen and what you've experienced in your life. So how do you want to start? Uh, you know what? I think the best way to start with that is I'll answer your first question by leading right into the subject we should talk about. Uh, I didn't run for Congress this cycle. I ran last cycle in 2020. Uh, only had a 45-day campaign because I had retired from the U.S. Army Special Operations Command at 19 and a half years because I refused to take the jab. And I ran a 45-day campaign here in Texas in my home, and uh, I uh, concluded that uh, with a second-place finish out of four, losing to a 20-year incumbent, which is disgusting, but nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, I made a lot of promises during that campaign. Uh, one was, first of all, to listen, and then after listening, finding out the needs of my constituents and how I could represent them. How I could represent the agrarian economy, create jobs, uh, and advocate for them on all levels. Uh, and I started that job. We founded a company that's doing immensely successful and, and helping to contribute to uh, over 50 jobs to the local economy in less than a year and a half. Uh, we're very happy about that. But beyond that, uh, this term, rather than running, uh, in July, we had that incident that happened that you spoke about. You know, we were, uh, my wife and I took a staycation at a local hotel here in Waco, a boutique hotel called the Hotel Indigo. And in the middle of the night, at 3 in the morning, uh, we heard screams. And uh, when I went to go investigate what those screams were about, it turned out not to be a medical or fire emergency. But uh, three women who were under attack from a deranged 350-pound maniac, uh, a man who was uh, attempting to uh, uh, sexually uh, traffic them. And uh, I had to uh, attempt to de-escalate that situation. And it was since the man refused to de-escalate it, I was left with no choice but to defend the lives of myself, my wife, and those three women. Uh, And I had to shoot him. And, uh, you know, this directly ties into the border because we found out later on uh, where these women are coming from and what our lawyers are able to ascertain as they do their investigation is that this is a direct thin line between what happened in our family and what we had to deal with and uh, what's happening right here on the border here in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. You know, Jason, I'm, of, um, I'm from a, a, a little neighborhood outside of Chicago, and that neighborhood uh, was one of the first in the 70s to really have a, a, a presence of illegal aliens way back in the 70s. And I was lucky enough to be in that very nuanced neighborhood. And I saw this discussion from all sides. I really did. I saw it from the side of the people who are victims of, of all kinds of political corruption that is normal in South and Central America, specifically Mexico at the time in the 70s. And for the most part, they would come to the, our area and they would immediately get jobs. They couldn't take advantage of the benefits in the 70s. It was a different world. And they became wonderful people and they were proud that they had an America to go to. That's the lipstick on the pig that is this problem because that makes up like every other aspect of society maybe a third right there's always a third a third a third the other side of that coin was i also grew up with what would become the latin kings and they were more nefarious they had a lot worse intentions and they wanted to take advantage of the relaxed laws and the ability for people to adapt to corruption which is why chicago and these Democrat sewers are the perfect place to start. So I think uh, uh, one of the things that has to be focused on is it's always going to be that mixed batch. But what gets lost in this argument is how big that problem is, because it's not only drugs anymore. It's now this, this, this nuanced, insane 
sex trafficking of minors and slaves. And I'm just wondering, this has to be something that all people reject, or is there still that underbelly where there are a, a large number of Americans that want to partake in that activity, and they're going to, by hook or crook, create a way for that to thrive? What do you think? What's your, what's your experience in this? You know, I think it's uh, it's obviously a complex problem, right? You point to something that what you're talking about are political refugees. If they were coming from Mexico directly to the United States, you know, because of issues within their own communities, uh, at that point, I call them refugees. They are coming to the first port of entry that they can now. Would I prefer that they come legally? Absolutely. But for some, there is a part of me that just like you sits here and understands. And that assimilation is very important. But what we're seeing right now is not... We're seeing people from all over the world, from every country other than the oh, Vatican, yeah. for all I know, are crossing the border. And and it is no longer as nuanced as it was before. Now, it, it, there is no way to put a pin on any one group. You have no idea who's coming across the border. And as you mentioned, when it comes to sex trafficking, the fact of the matter is the reason why so much cocaine came across the borders in the 80s was because there was an appetite for it. Yeah. And the more the deeper they made it then the more people uh, developed an appetite for it, and it spread and permeated our entire culture. Well, here we are sitting here now with more children and women in sexual slavery than we ever had slaves at the height of any point in our stained past that we had as a nation. And so we have a new original sin now. We've, we've adopted it, and we're feeding that beast, so to speak. And cartels and, and gangs and other nefarious individuals are more than happy to feed that and if they can't uh, find enough people, they have the roots and access now to send terrorists and other people who are willing to pay a premium and set them up within the United States to do nefarious things. And here's the way that I put a pin on it, because there's one absolute in this. The cartels are making more money and are in, more, are in control of more entities and governments and have infiltrated, from what I can come to the conclusion, is the entire government of Mexico, as El Chapo, who I, I had a Chicago presence, by the way. I think his kids were raised there or his wife, whatever it was. El Chapo bragged about how he owned the president before Obador for $100 million. So at a certain point, the American government has to be aware that the cartels are really running the show. And this is something I only see a handful of congressmen, even fewer senators, talk about. And I'm wondering... Is it a case of what it was in the 80s, where the government itself was involved, where Barry Seal was not somebody who just knew Bill Clinton, and where the government was profiting? Because I've come to the conclusion that our entities in our government, the bureaucracy that is our government, isn't really interested in the republic we all pretend exists, and all the reasons we walked around when we were young with the arrogance of Americanism, that these bureaucracies are just as infiltrated as the Mexican or Central American. Do, do you think I'm far off on it? Well, I mean, I don't know how you would ever think that the military-industrial complex would seek to profit from instability throughout regions in the world that we maintain a sphere of influence. Gosh, I can't. Yes. It sounds like nothing our government would do. Yes, and you know, I, I noticed you were in the Middle East, and uh, yes. is that where you got injured? Uh, I've, I've well, I've been all over the world, but yeah, I've, that's uh, where I sustained the uh, the majority of my injuries. Yes. The thing about the Middle East is, right now, today. We have uh, Middle Eastern terrorists and terrorist sympathizers that are working hand in glove with the cartels out of Central and South America. When you yeah. look at the at the at the oligarchs in Hamas, they don't really live in Gaza. They don't give a rip about Gaza. They live in Qatar, and they too trace right back to the cartels 
in Central and South America. So what you have here really is the cancer of corruption posing itself as drug distributors, really overtaking everything and working hand in hand in a way in which our military and the Pentagon and our presidency have never worked together. How do you stop it? You know, the very first thing you need to do is admit openly that you failed. You have to admit that your policies that you put in place are not working. You have to admit that the people who've implemented these policies are are wrongheaded. And you have to begin to look at it from a different perspective. You know, we feed the machine and the machine feeds us. And one of the things that we can do is smash the machine. And I think we need to take the gloves off with the cartels. And when I say the gloves off, I mean the gloves off. No more gloves. No more more worry about collateral damage. Uh, Just just tactically strike every single one of their condominiums and homes that they live in just just eliminate the cartels let them know that they have nowhere to hide ever again and you know the supply chain management side of it we need to close our border period we we are an insane country that does not have a border and we are just destined destined to fall because of it uh and those are two simple things you could do and that of course is a lot of education here in the united states because we have a lot of weak men uh, and a lot of, and unfortunately, weak women who've given into uh, the the horrible dragon that is that is drug addiction, and and we do need to intercede and help. But you know, all three of those things have to take place simultaneously. You can't do one or the other. Jason Nelson, I'm curious to know your opinion on what your dealings with have been with the so-called Republican Party. And I say this to you because I'm going to be. I, I I do not call myself a Republican. They they truly make me sicker than the mafia Democrats because they pretend to represent my beliefs. When the reality is, I see the similarities between the Republicans nationally and the Democrats in Chicago, almost Siamese, except for a better cut of suit. So I'm wondering what your experience was in Texas. And if you still think we have a Republican Party, as you have witnessed, like I have, the new speaker who is supposed to represent my principles, write a blank check three times now to the Democrat mafia and fund all of the things we rail against. Are you, have you ever considered maybe not running as a Republican? And do you think the Republicans in the, in the nation actually will survive the next 30 years? You know, since I'm talking to, uh, to Chicago right now, I'll give you a, uh, <laughs> you must read minds, my friend. I am dressed and ready to go right now to a fundraiser for a Republican. And, you know, the only reason I'm going is I'm told I have to be there so that people see me so that when I run again, the Republican establishment will acknowledge that I myself gave back to them. They don't care that I'm producing jobs. They don't care that I'm defending my community. They don't care that I have a nonprofit. They don't care about all of the humanitarian aid that we send around the world. They care that I come and kiss their ring. Now, I'm not going over to kiss the ring. I'm going over to laugh a little bit at them and walk out the door. But that said, uh, I don't think I think there's hope for the Republican Party within a certain uh, spectrum of people on the conservative side. I think that the problem is they're not active enough in creating parallel organizations. If the Republican Party is too entrenched and they want to keep these 20 year incumbents who, who should have been out 14 years ago because they should never serve more than three terms. Uh, if they're not willing to support term limits, if they're not willing to support uh, impeachment proceedings against Austin, against uh, Biden. I mean, the fact is we just need to create a parallel party because we can't abandon the party. We see what happens. Then we'll be left without a voice. But we do need to become the most prominent voice within our party, and we need to sustain it. We can't I hate back that. away from it. I, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. I mean, I, I just hate it. Because once you stab me in the back, I don't ever want to look at your face Say your name again. And that's exactly how I feel about the Republican Party, which has stabbed us in the back 
for decades, for generations. They stabbed Ronald Reagan in the back. They stabbed Barry Goldwater in the back. They never really wanted to reform or clean up their act. They like, like in Illinois, the sidecar of corruption, the cohorts and the vestibule that allows this kind of thievery and the bastardization of our principles. That's the only part I have a hard time accepting. I really do. And I don't want to play nice with scumbags. I just don't. Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, here's the thing. It's like stock car racing, right? Uh, I'm a better driver, uh, and I'm going to steal your ride from you, and I'm going to watch you make me ride around in it. And we did it when we were doing it with (laughs) Trump in office, and they hated it, and they went and stole their car back. But you know what? I I plan on taking it. There's a lot of other drivers out there who are hungry. Robin is racing. You let me know if you want me to help you bump. I like that stuff. But uh, this is something where when you realize what – these last three speakers of the House we've had, I mean, it is just a joke. And when you watch them go to K Street and make millions, uh, obviously you have too much character. You don't care about money. You care about your kid's future in the country. I'm just hoping there's enough people uh, on your side. Are you getting love on, on, on that affection? What happened after your 45 days? Uh, you know, I got. Uh, I actually finished second, uh, and, and then after that, I went out and started working in the community and sort of people going, hey, well, are you going to run again? But, you know, based on some other incidents that have happened here and the, and the work we've been doing in the community, I, I know that I'm supported to the point that uh, when I run again, I will win. I love it. Jason Nelson, where can the people go to keep an eye on you and support you and help you in your mission to right the wrongs of uh, what has happened to our once great nation? Well, if you want to follow all the things going on with our new 501c3 or just in general, you can follow me on X at, at Real Jason Nelson. That's at Real Jason Nelson. Or if you want to support a disabled-owned uh, veteran company, you can go to wholecows.com and just uh, put in the promo code STORM. It'll give your listeners 15% off. Listen, you know, I, I hear that phrase, and my, my father was a Marine, and people would say thank you for your service. It's a, I don't like that phrase. I just want to say thank you for fighting for the principles that millions and millions and millions of men fought, dreamt about, and died for. And uh, I'm proud to even have you on the show. I, I look forward to meeting you one day. I look forward to it. It's an honor and a genuine privilege to serve this nation. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. Thank you, Jason. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the AM560, the answer. Oh, this is what they should play in Congress. In the meantime, Congresswoman Jayapal, or as she's known on this show, Congresswoman Kakai. She's the one with the left eyeball the size of a cue ball. I don't know where to look when she's talking. Most people don't. She said something today that no man, alive or dead, has ever said not only in her district but around the world about her. Appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> you never did. No, no, not even if you had one of those burka hoods on and were dancing around like Cindy Crawford. Couldn't do it, honey. You could soften wood with your shadow. Please spread the word. All right, no, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up here. there? Yeah. You don't need to get shot. It's the Ray Epps culmination of Fed's erection. Not one media station, not one congressman, although congresswomen 
uh, on our side did have a good time today. They, they, they truly did. It was fun to watch them heckle, belittle, and berate the crack-smoking Jerry Springer, son of the so-called president. Sir, are you worried about being held in contempt? What kind of crack do you like? I believe that Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago, too, my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Now, they don't believe in that anymore. Talk to your business partners. Why did you, why did you do that? In the meantime, there was another woman on our so-called side calling herself a Republican who I kind of like today. She did something that um, not a lot of people wanted to talk about, and that's uh, KJP. KJP, she wants to put forward a uh, congressional bill that she only receives a dollar. One dollar. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? I can't find it. As it relates to migrants and what's happening at the border. Oh, that's it. I rise today to offer an amendment to reduce the salary of Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, to one dollar. Mr. Speaker, during Ms. Jean-Pierre's tenure as press secretary, she has repeatedly lied to the American people and acted in a condescending manner toward reporters and also violated the Hatch Act. Congresswoman Tunney, $1, is going to tell you everything the media will never tell you, the repeated lies and the nonsense. But still, does she need the salary squirrel? I mean, after all, she's worth $14 million and nobody can tell you how. Just to name a few of her lies, Ms. Jean-Pierre has claimed... One, illegal immigration is down under the Biden administration. What? She also claimed nobody is just walking in across the southern border. She what? also claimed that the 2016 election was stolen. She also claimed that Governor Brian Kemp what? stole the 2018 governor's race from Stacey Abrams. She also claimed that Biden's stimulus bill did not impact inflation. She also Wrong. claimed that critical race theory, or its equivalent, isn't being taught in our schools. Wrong. She also claimed that nobody has done more for the southern border, or our border in general, than Joe Biden. <laughs> How can somebody with such a history of deceit continue to serve as the liaison for the president and the American people? The American people should not be forced to pay the salary of an individual who dispenses bold-faced lies to the American people. While oh, but they do. Not only as Speaker... I mean, not only as the spokes idiot for the dementia patient, but as Speaker of the House. It's all lies. America's at a breaking point. We know that you've heard some of the numbers mentioned today, but there's 300 suspects on the known terrorist watch list that we know that are in the country. You, you hear the number about the gotaways, 7.1 million encounters at the border since Joe Biden took office. Well, then why are you why do you keep fun? Hey, hey, you dummy little guy. Why do you keep funding them? We estimate the number of people actually in the country is probably close to 14 to 15 million. I mean, just think about that. It's a staggering number. In December alone, we had the largest number total of, of persons crossing the border in, in our history. Seven minutes of this. Seven minutes, and he doesn't talk one iota about what's actually in the bill. If you want to know that, you have to go to the side of the aisle that's celebrating that this moron funded them. Okay. So, sorry about that. We had a very long and vigorous discussion, very respectful of everyone's view in our caucus. It was good. And I hope everyone had a nice holiday. And because we love you so much, we kept you here, so you might have to go home in the snowstorm. No, that's a joke. Now you know why he's not doing the tour on Vegas. That's his cousin. Terrible joke. Okay. Uh, I want to thank Senators Murray and Murphy and Smith for joining us. Um... 
As 2024 kicks off, three things are true. First, a lot of work to do. We started with funding the government and working towards a national security supplemental. With the help of the Republican Speaker of the House, who doesn't want to talk about it. Shh, don't talk about it. Grandma Ritzy. Oh, Sean. Um, I uh, wanted... Let's get Grandma Ritzy off the chipmunk line. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful, how are you? Oh, aggravated. You know, it's, it's good to see, finally, we're seeing a little movement here in the Congress, what they're calling uh, Hunter Biden to the, the, to the carpet and Pierre to the carpet. These people think they're smug and they can get away with this stuff. It's about time. Did you say Pierre or Robin Ware? Who, who, which one did you say? Did you use the alias of the dimwit in diapers? I'm sorry? Did you use the alias of the dimwit in diapers? Did you say Pierre or did you say Robin Ware? You know, his alias, where he allowed the foreign entities uh, to bribe right. him through Gmail? I get it. Yeah, same, same corrupt uh, bunch of crooks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to say that. You have a nice night, Sean. You, you know too. the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. Five surprising signs of dementia you may not have known about. Lack of facial expressions moving, even when talking about something exciting. Do me a favor, Squirrel. Next time he's there, see if he moves his face. He can't even blink. Can't even blink! He's got it. Grandma Ritzy. Oh, Sean, I wanted to tell you I still believe in the truth. And I told you yesterday that I thought Land of Lakes was connected with Obama. I called their corporate office, and they, there's no You're way. about the butter that, company? Yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, they're not connected with them, and oh. I just wanted to let your listeners know, okay? All right, well, you know they're connected to Chris Christie. They're responsible. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're responsible for those love handles on his neck. Thank you very much, Grandma Ritzy. Watch your butter intake. Did I ever tell you, Squirrel, when I was uh, at the Mercantile Exchange, I once filled a contract for Lando Lakes Butter? Oh, it's true. Any more trading in butter? There's only a couple Merc guys that know what that means. Kip in Stillman Valley. Hey, Sean, first off, thanks for taking my call. And listen, what's wrong with this sentence? They want to use illegal immigrants to become law enforcement officers. I don't know. I'm from Mullers Park, but if I had to guess what's wrong with that sentence, I'd say there's no comma in it. Uh, What do I know? Mullers Park, we weren't good at English. But what we're good at, Spotting crooks. Oh, we're good at it. Spotting liars, cheats, and thieves. Most importantly, extortion mafias. We're very good at that, too. Time. Workers at a big food distribution company are now on strike. And this could have a major impact on schools and restaurants here in Indiana. Yeah, union workers right now walked off the job at U.S. Foods in Chicago this week after... Whoa, 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 whoa. Why isn't this on Chicago news? I had to go to Indiana to get it. Why isn't... The assets and apparatchiks posing as the media, propagandists for the mafia, they don't even mention this? Seems like it would be a big deal. U.S. Foods, they supply a lot of foods to, like, all kinds of things, right, Squirrel? U.S. Foods, big company. Their contract expired. We've got Karen Campbell in studio tonight to share how this strike could potentially impact us right here in Indiana, right, Karen? Do you think only the Sinaloa cartel is going to have a big year? No, no, no. Extortion mafias around this country. Gonna rake it in. Well, we want to first mention that these workers have been on strike three days now, right? And they're calling for better health care and higher wages. Now, we know that the strike could impact us here in Indiana. So, By the way, they have full coverage. I mean, after all, it's the they got the. See, the problem is, Squirrel, they cut a corrupt deal with the Democrat moron. 
married to the one with the man hands, known as Barack Obama. And their, their, their 10 years of not paying what all other companies in the world or in the country had to pay after the implementation of communism, called Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, it expired. So now they get to use it as an excuse. And by the way, in this, I think it's like a, is it started at $40, what's it, about a $25 an hour, hour raise? You know, here's, you could kill two birds with one stone squirrel. We don't have to give the $95 million to uh, that the Chicagoans' money to the illegal aliens. Let's just give them jobs. Well, I reached out to school districts and some restaurants who receive shipments from U.S. Foods. They tell me that while there hasn't been a major disruption in delivery services, they are making sure that they are prepared. So our- Hopefully U.S. Foods is doing what UPS didn't do, what the uh, phony quasi-government companies known as Ford and GM couldn't do because of absolute and total systemic corruption. Hopefully they're eliminating the union. And when they go on strike is the time to break them. Because it's not 1933 and the Capone brothers can't come out and hit you over the head with a sign or a Tommy gun. Uh, it's still America, but we need some companies to really stand up for the fact that they're the boss. Not the labor extortion mafia giving 99% of the dues to the dimwit and diapers who cannot spell eight for the love of God. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight. E-I-G-H percent. There's a T, dummy. T. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. One Chicago station covered arguably the most obvious example of just how far these Democrat, once great cities, now collapsing ghettos, have fallen into servitude. Johnson says because of an unexpected budget surplus, he will allocate $95 million from the federal COVID funds to pay for the migrant costs without any city council approval. Now that should be a story that gets a couple of headlines, but it doesn't. And you know where else it doesn't? In all the third world corrupt mafias. It doesn't get it. So I thought I'd give the Chicagoans a glimpse of what could very well happen while they're watching one of their propaganda networks. Turn now to the chilling images coming in from Ecuador late today. Armed men storming a live TV broadcast in Ecuador. The studio crew taken hostage. It all happened after the government there had imposed a state of emergency. Here's ABC's Matt Rivers now. Tonight, this is the chilling moment. Armed men storm the set of a public TV channel in Ecuador, firing off guns and waving apparent explosives during a live broadcast. The studio crew taken hostage for at least 15 minutes on air as the country watched. Police later surrounding the station, arresting several suspects. I wonder if Kim Fox is prosecuting because they'll be out on the street in about three hours. In the meantime... This is the devolving of civilization around the world. It's absolutely chaotic. And we, as Americans, are not being informed of World War III right before our very eyes. And you're being told that it's normal to have a corrupt government not inform you, not only of World War III, but the fact that we have no defense secretary. None. U.S. and British naval forces shot down 21 drones and missiles fired by Yemen-backed Houthis on Tuesday. The projectiles were headed towards international shipping lanes in the Southern Red Sea, the United States said. Wow, I wonder if they're affiliated with the U.S. food uh, teamsters that are on strike. 
should have the same ramification when it comes to rising costs. But who exactly are the Houthis, Squirrel? What do you know about them? You know, Iran pays for them, and we pay for Iran. After all, we freed up all those billions and billions and billions of dollars after Joe Biden successfully sold the most important office in the world. Who are the Houthis? The Houthis are a rebel group in Yemen that have held that country's capital since 2014. Held the capital? You mean like Hamas taking over Palestine? You mean they're just a terrorist group that just said, ah, this country's mine? Boy, oh boy, how many Americans knew that? Since 2015, they've been battling a Saudi-led coalition there that supports the exiled government of Yemen. Now, the Houthis have received both support and weaponry from Iran as that war has gone on. Recently, though, the Houthis have begun launching attacks targeting ships in the Red Sea. The rebels say this is to support Palestinians stuck in the Gaza Strip amid Israel's war on Hamas, though many of the ships that they've been attacking don't have any clear links to Israel. I don't give a rip about that. What about us and our boys? What exactly is going on? Surely we can get some answers. You said that uh, Secretary Austin took uh, part in the conversations regarding the Red Sea. Uh, do you know if he was conducting his business from the bedside or is he at release from the hospital? Uh, I would refer you to the Pentagon for... Uh, his whereabouts and his condition. It's our, uh, yesterday, at least for where he is today, yesterday he was still in the hospital when he participated in that discussion. He was in the hospital when he participated. Man, oh man, no wonder you can't find out whose eight ball it was in the visitor's uh, room at the White House. It makes sense to me now. The Biden administration is now mounting a policy review. The White House chief of staff is now ordering cabinet secretaries and members to notify his office if they ever can't perform their duties. That that rule wasn't in effect. You mean we've been operating for 247 years and that rule was never in effect. This is the beauty of gangster Democrats and Marxist mafia members. There is no past. There are no rules today. We can fix the problems that we've created. We're just going to do better in the future, I promise. And the kind of intellect you have handling all kinds of things. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent. It's, 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 it's truly. And yet, even though he can't move his face, walks around like a drunk baby on wet grass, he's uh, had major success as squirrel. You just don't know it. Um, you know, when it comes to education, migrants, the economy, the president deals with multiple issues all at once. That is his job. There are multiple things happening all at once. Uh-huh. There are multiple things happening all at once. For instance, we've been overthrown from within, and our government is led by a traitor and a thief. Um, I, I've got two questions. Yeah. Uh, the first one, the, the person's art dealer today uh, was testifying on the Hill, and he said that he did not have any talks with White House officials about setting up a supposed agreement uh, to ensure that the buyer's IDs were anonymous um, and to, that, in fact, many of the IDs were known. Um, there was reporting during the president's first year in office that some White House officials were engaged in setting up this supposed agreement. Can you just clarify what the case was? I, I'm just not going to comment from here. I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House uh, um White House legal office. I just don't have anything to share. So Hunter Biden's uh, artwork was sold for $500,000. What's it worth now? Obviously, if they paid 500000 for it two and a half years ago, what's it worth today? Has it appreciated? Or is it like real estate in Chicago? And it's worth nothing. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. My next guest is somebody I truly enjoy talking to because he represents what reporters are supposed to be. He's an investigative journalist focusing on the true threat to our society, the the true threat to Americanism. He focuses on the radical Marxist mafia left and Islamic terrorism. He is Daniel Greenfield. Daniel, thank you for joining me. How are you? Good. My pleasure. Thank you for having me back. I wanted to have you back because it's always, first of all, it's always great to have you. And you're topical on exactly what the problem is. We have a true problem in this nation. And something has happened that no foreign government could have done. Our government has been hamstrung, has been infiltrated. And the worst part that I see is everybody knew it. They're all old, old, old people who have been doing this for 50 years. It's not just Joe Biden. It's the entire upper echelon. As you see, Lloyd Austin disappear for a surgery that a lot of older Americans have, but yet there are no rules. We just are coasting without a Secretary of Defense during World War III. That's kind of a problem, isn't it? It's a completely insane situation. During the crisis, where, by the way, American forces were actually coming under fire in Yemen, in Iraq, uh, we had a chief warrant officer who suffered a brain injury. Uh, He's still recovering from that, from uh, missiles that were fired at him in Iraq. Uh, Meanwhile, Biden decides to go on vacation. Lloyd Austin goes for an elective procedure, and uh, his chief of staff uh, is homesick with the flu. Uh, His deputy defense secretary goes off on vacation to Puerto Rico. Literally, nobody is at home in the office in the middle of all this. You know, Daniel, the the interesting thing about the the Bush years, whether you loved them or you hated them or you liked them in the beginning and you got not so excited about them in the middle the way I did. The reality is the reporting that took place during the Iraq incident was actually reporting that had a purpose. Every night they told us how many casualties there were on the American side. Every night there was a focus on people who were pointing out the fraud in our government. That has been sidelined really since Barack Obama, but more importantly, during the most obvious collapse of standards and principles this nation has ever experienced in 247 years. I had no idea the American citizens would tolerate this kind of bald incompetence we see if you're kind versus the corruption if you can read. The way the media reports things is suddenly a crisis appears. We had no idea uh, that this crisis was coming and suddenly it appears. Well, it did not suddenly appear. It was there for years and years and years. The media just chose not to report it. This became very typical under Obama. Suddenly, ISIS is a major problem. Where did ISIS come from? Uh, We don't know, but suddenly it seems to have taken over half of Iraq. Suddenly, Iran is now in control of the Red Sea and 21% of the world's commercial shipping. How did this happen? Nobody has any answers because they've been covering it up because it would reflect badly on Obama, on Biden, on whoever their favorite people are. How do you think the, the, the greatest way to communicate to the American citizens who would vote for their abusers, to get them to understand, not only are we in a circumstance where 
the retirement age in this country where people are forced out of retirement who are capable of private industry is in your mid-60s. But we have a government where the entire upper echelon, when you include Nancy Pelosi, when you include Chuck Schumer, and you look at these bureaucracies and these retreads from Obama, what is the median age of the Biden administration? These are people who could not work in the private sector, and I find that to be outrageous as so many good americans are truly forced into retirement yet government there is no requirement there is no age limit there's nothing and none of these people in my opinion could get jobs in the private sector how does this should that be something we focus on or the fact of everything you've said we've not only uh, are in the middle of world war three we've financed our opposition how what is the best way in your opinion to communicate that to the ordinary american it's an insane situation. We've got a congresswoman who died recently at the age of 88. We have Steny Hoyer, who is a top figure in the Democrat House leadership, who is going to run for office again, and he's 86. Uh, we have people who are just there permanently, and it's very much like China. In China, you have a mandatory retirement age, but uh, Z, who is the leader, decides to waive the retirement age for himself. So we have an elite, and they live by different rules. It's not just age, it's everything. Um, they do not occupy the same world that we do when it comes to rules, like, for example, stock market trading. Uh, they, none of the rules that we live by have to actually apply to them. They uh, occupy the dimension of the ruling class, and they cause disaster after disaster with no accountability. In some cases, you know, maybe they have diminished capacity, but overall it's because there is just zero accountability. There are no standards that apply to them. Uh, the laws that apply to us do not apply to them, and we have to have a country that has one set of laws not two set of laws. Now, the silver lining of what's happening right now, if there is one, there's, I think there's actually a couple, but one of the main ones is it looks to me from my, my perspective that Israel is doing what needed to be done, and they're very successful in eliminating the upper echelon of Hamas. However, there is a rise in uh, other forms of terrorists, be the Houthis. How do we uh, focus on the fact that the Houthis have been killing American soldiers from what I can see is 2014 when they took over Yemen. Uh, do Americans know about this? I mean, we've talked about Obama and the, and the bombings in Yemen, but do people realize Yemen has been seized by a terrorist organization called the Houthis? No, most people do not. Uh, under President Trump, we unleashed our full firepower on ISIS, and we also... Uh, back the Saudis when they came after the Houthis in Yemen. Uh, the, one of the first things that the Biden administration did when it took office was it decided to end the campaign against the Houthis. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken uh, was confirmed on Tuesday by Friday. It already announced they completed a review and decided to remove the Houthis from the list of terrorists. Meanwhile, the Biden administration was pushing sanctions relief for Iran, billions and billions of dollars. That money was used to uh, boost up Hamas, which was able to carry out the horrifying attacks of October 7th. It was used to boost up the Houthis, um, who are now in control of a fifth of the world's shipping, which, by the way, means oil prices will go up, food prices, oil prices uh, will go up, uh, our supply chain will break even further. They put that money into Hezbollah, and they put that money into attacks that are still coming. Uh, we may not see where the next crisis is coming from. All this was the deliberate policy of the Biden administration, which decided to pander to Iran, and one reason for that was that Biden was a longtime backer of the Iran lobby. Iran lobby figures actually served as bundlers to his campaign, putting a lot of money into it. Uh, they only released that right before the election. So uh, Biden was paid to do this, and we now face a catastrophic disaster because of it.
When you see Bob Menendez and when you see the links to Qatar, you see the links and the scandal in Central and South America, there's really an issue that I don't think a lot of people discuss, and that is the connection between the terrorists in the Middle East, the 7th century barbarians, and the cartels and the drug smuggling that goes on. Do you think that um, we have an understanding of just how systemic this problem is and has been between the drug distributors in Central and South America and the cartels and the Middle East? I don't think we've had any reckoning at all. Uh, in terms of October 7th, people have asked, well, what happened if thousands of heavily armed and trained terrorists showed up on our border and began uh, taking over towns, occupying them, killing the people inside? I don't think we're ready, frankly. I don't think we'd be any ready than the Israelis were because we have allowed our borders to be open and we've ignored the extensive terrorist links. Um, one of the things Iran began doing was building a detailed relationship with Venezuela. Venezuela is a socialist uh, dictatorship that is run by a drug cartel, Artes de Solos, and they move cocaine into the United States. Uh, cartels have been able to build tunnels. You know, we talk about tunnels in Israel. Cartels have been able to build tunnels under our border. Uh, they, when they don't want to use tunnels, they've used submarines. Uh, they have penetrated our country very deeply. And in the past few years, where we have a completely open border. Uh, there is no telling how many of the people there got across here. Uh, some of those people are coming across. They're military-age males. Uh, they get court dates in the 2030s. They set up operation here. We're going to see one of the biggest organized crime waves, and those crime waves are also connected to Islamic terrorism. Under Obama, the DA tried to investigate drug smuggling by Hezbollah, which is Iran's terrorist group in Lebanon. Uh, they've been moving drugs and, for that matter, cigarettes throughout the United States. That investigation was shut down. So we have detailed links between uh, terrorists in Latin America, Marxist terrorists, and Islamic terrorists in the Middle East. And it's only a question of when that will actually manifest itself in the tax at home. The other unfortunate fact, from what I can see, is that China not only moved into Afghanistan after the Taliban was given the country by, by Joe Biden and bought the mineral rights to Afghanistan, but China seems to be also interwoven in this conundrum of catastrophe that is our foreign policy. And they also seem to be a symbiotic partner in both the drug distribution through the cartels here in America. Is this really a cabal of corruption that we really only are seeing the tip of the iceberg when we talk about them separately? And shouldn't we kind of start talking about them in unison and make those connections so the American people who are still foolish enough to think the Democrat Party is not running cover for this uh, wants to push back against it? I mean, this is something that affects all Americans from coast to coast, doesn't it? When we looked at just the disaster, the zombies wandering streets and places like San Francisco, for that matter, in New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, there's fentanyl coming at, through Mexico, courtesy of the cartels. China ships the precursor chemicals to Mexico, where they actually uh, then make their way into the United States. And this is not an accident. Uh, all these disasters, everything that we're seeing, China's fingerprints are over it. You look at the pro-Hamas riots in major American cities, a lot of those are coordinated by the People's Forum, which is actually run and funded out of China, directly out of China. Uh, when we look at the situation in the Red Sea, for that matter, there's a Chinese task force there uh, overseeing everything. So China is absolutely taking advantage of this. Their goal is to bring us down, to do as much damage as possible, and our politicians are absolutely for sale to China. Uh, it's absolutely incredible what is going on. For example, there was a sailor who was passing on 
classified information, detailed um, information about radar, about our defenses, about our bases to China. He just got 27 months in prison. That's a 27 months. This is the Biden administration. Uh, they've done everything possible to enable enemies, whether it's China, whether it's Iran, whether it's the cartels, and all of them are absolutely be- uh, just coming into this because they see that we're weak. We see, they see that we're corrupt. They see that we can be taken down. You know, Daniel, when you see something happen in the back shadows the way that it used to go down in the 50s and the 60s, when you see these backroom deals cut and you see the new Speaker of the House just give a blank check to the government, and you have the the eyes of somebody who isn't in government, the multitude of citizens who are rightfully disgusted by this kind of corruption, and you realize that the fix for it will only come from outside of government. And it's a, a funny thing to watch the disdain for Donald Trump, somebody who spent 80% of his life funding Democrats and as a Democrat. And you realize that's the same disdain they have for somebody like Vivek Ramaswamy. So is this just a case of government circling the wagons and letting the people know that if you do not work your way up through the culture of corruption, which is our government, you're never really going to get in a position of power. And what they're really trying to prevent is the idea that somebody with clear eyes from the private sector be in a position of power like the presidency. Is that really what we're facing, or is it just the Trump derangement syndrome, you think? How big is the problem, and is the real problem the fact that we've allowed this culture of corruption to pretend to represent us like Mike Johnson's of the world? Well, take a look at Joe Biden. This is a guy who spent pretty much his, I mean, he spent his entire life in politics. He spent most of his life in Washington, D.C. There are so many, we've been talking about the ages. Why are these people so old? They are so old because they have spent their entire life in Politics. Politics is a lifetime, sinecure, it's a lifetime career. You just do that full time. And uh, Barack Obama used to say there are not two Americas, there are two Americas. There's America and there's Washington, D.C., or as I call it, the imperial city, uh, which runs by its own laws, which uh, governs everything else, and as a practical matter, does not have any of our interests at heart. It has their, its own interests at heart. So when we're dealing with any kind of crisis, we're dealing with a crisis that was created in Washington, D.C. and inflicted on the rest of us. Uh, and Washington, D.C. runs by rules that um, are very much its rules, not our rules. Uh, we do not have a representative government because the elected officials don't represent us. Uh, the idea was, you know, you call D.C. and then you deal with the people who elected you say. None of that happens. Uh, D.C. is run by lawyers. That's run by an extended bureaucracy, which some people call the deep state. Uh, that bureaucracy actually sets the rules. The Congress uh, pretty much just apportions an endless checkbook for them, and that checkbook can never actually be closed. It can never be cut off. Uh, none of this has anything to do with the national interest, with the interests of Americans. It's a corrupt interchange, and anybody who goes into it is either swallowed up by it and adopts that corruption, or um, in rare cases they reject it, at which point uh, they're crushed. When you see um, that yesterday, just yesterday, the uh, government had to admit through a foreign news story that the Houthis had fired on American uh, Navy 21 uh, drones. And you see the chaos going on in the former Soviet Union. How long do you think the, the, the Pravda media, the, the, the mainstream media, can keep a lid on the fact that soldiers, American soldiers, American military men, and private contractors are being shot at right now as I talk to you. Do you think this is something they can keep a lid on for much longer? Yeah, they've succeeded. You know, it's been, we've had attacks on Americans uh, in Iraq by Iran for years and years. 
uh, there's been a lot of reporting, and the media knows how to bury a story. And the people who know, well, if it happens in your hometown, if, it, if it's somebody you know, then you know that. Otherwise, people are not hearing about it. The thing is, what happens when this actually goes further, when it escalates, when it's not just, you know, four or five Americans being wounded a month, you know, uh, one or two being killed. It's when it's actually hundreds of people are engaged in this, um, it becomes a different story. And then suddenly it would be, again, one of those crises that suddenly appear. And how did this happen? Where did this come from? Uh, that would be the response. And then the media will give us explainers without actually explaining that what they did was not talk about it because they wanted to pursue their own policy, such as appeasing Iran or promoting the Obama-Biden agenda. Now, you dropped an article in Front Page Mag um, discussing the the uh, medical emergencies of our so-called leaders and the no-show jobs and and, and the ridiculousness. I'm wondering, uh, how often do you release these articles? And I know you're in Front Page Mag, but where else can the people keep an eye on your writings? Because I, I, I love the way you, you attack the issues. Well, Front Page Mag is fantastic. Some of my articles, you know, appear elsewhere. I have my own blog at danielgreenfield.org. And there's unfortunately way, way too much material and way too much to cover. I'd like to actually do a thing in the world where there's Less to write about. I would, too, because what I worry about is when I log on in the morning to see what you've written, I'm, I'm worried about the day I see the article titled The New Red Dawn, because we're set up perfectly for a complete takeover. And, you know, when you realize the corruption and the incompetence in our government, our American government has done to the American people what no foreign nation could have done. But the good news is there are people exposing the truth, like Daniel Greenfield. I appreciate you making time for me. I truly do, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for a great conversation. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Yes, 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 squirrel. I heard Daniel Greenfield correct me on the pronunciation of the hooties minus the blowfish. But I purposely will not give them the respect to go by their nickname for their theocracy, their maiming and mutilation of not just the people who they seize the government of in Yemen, their women and their own daughters, like Hamas or any of the other Aloha snack bar, snack bar yelling savages. I'm sorry, I don't give that Sharia nonsense and those theocrat terrorists the respect they think they have coming. Because you see, squirrel, I'm not the so-called infidel to their barbarism that they want to accuse me of. I call them what they are. They're the infidel to the enlightenment, to the true intellectual understanding of what freedom is. They don't like freedom. They're the enemy of it. The good news is they can't fly here on their own. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Let's have fun, squirrel. This costs the American people billions of dollars, and these savages can't fly. Allahu Akbar. of 300 livestock were answered. Of course, they lost their date on Saturday night. Mark in Oaklawn. John, how are you? Splendid. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, you know, I, I heard your guest. And, and you know, I, I feel, as, as quoting a politician, I feel his pain 
I know that there's so many bad terrorists running around, Hamas and all that, but, but you know, so my, my point is, you know, we are a country that's $40 trillion in the hole, and, and we just can't be going around starting all these wars. You know, it, it's just, uh, I know these terrorists are bad people and bad actors, but we have so many problems over here, Sean. Oh, I believe it. Listen, if you're asking me for uh, to subscribe to the idea of both financial and uh, domestic austerity, I'm all in. But to not recognize the cabal that is the seventh century inbred frauds and the and the link to the cartels and the Chinese Communist Party and their profiting off of drug distribution that is happening as we speak with the blind eye of our so-called government. If I'm kind, blind eye, participation is something if I want to mention. You, you know, Sean, Seal and we're never going to succeed. We're never going to succeed in, until we get some outsiders coming in like Trump and Ramaswamy, maybe Rand Paul. If we keep putting these elite people in there that are so, so-called, these it's, are almost, filthy it's almost like they're, they're the Queen animals. of England. Please. It's elite. almost like they're the Queen of England. They, they have like a aristocracy right, the Bushes and the Clintons and, and uh, Obama, you know. They're He's just corrupt, all, they're all in it together. And the fruit of their loins. They're not fooling me. Elitists. These are the low-life, wretched scum that really couldn't make the Jerry Springer show, who I believe was not a fan of the Houthis either. In the meantime, to pretend that this is leadership or these are statesmen is to give them the phony virtue cover that they're longing for. I recognize them for what they are. A mafia. Isn't that right, Cream Puff Jim? You never really fluffed up the short in the pants, did you? I mean, you just kissed their ass and pretended they were royalty in, in uh, Chicago, but you knew that they were nothing more than low-life roaches, didn't you? Hey, uh, talking to me. Yeah, I'm anyway. talking to you, jerky. You knew that those pasty, short-in-the-pants Irishmen were nothing but pretend mafia members, didn't you? Uh, we- we got to stick together, Sean. Sure, you got to keep your eye on the pension. We think they'll soak the grand old Paddy's front runner tomorrow in New York. We think they'll soak him for it. I don't. I don't think it matters, brother. I mean, everybody knows what this low life scumbag is. He's like the. He, they're like the. He's like the the two sitting Cook County judges in family court that are on the table of wisdom LLC with your old boss Ed Burke. Nobody. Nobody thinks they're judges. Everybody knows they're two bit frauds. In gowns, probably not wearing underpants, the sick bastards that they are. You're all the same. Eugene on the northwest side. Yeah, hey, um, Biden misplaced the T in the, what he was trying in, to spell. In the eight? eight? Yeah, in the eight. He, he left off the last number. By that time, most people were bored anyway. Democrats don't know how to spell it. You think a CPS student is going to say, didn't he misspell it? Of course well, not. Five out of a hundred can I, read. That's where I found it. That's where I found it, between an I and a C in Chicago. Get out of town. Stay out of town. Eugene, there's another good guy trapped in Chicago. The poor guy. He's probably got the old lady and the family business like everybody else. They can't leave, but they dream of it. They dream of one day leaving the city. Everybody does. In the meantime, the good news is there are hundreds of thousands, millions of Chicagoans, Illinoisans that know what Joe Biden is. They know what this strike at U.S. Foods is. They know this is the strong years of the corrupt mafia that has buoyed up the Democrat Party since Michelle Obama was proud to be a Marxist. We select who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. You Democrat scumbags never spoke for the good people. Never, ever, ever. Any more than uh, 
uh, the pretend mayor of Chicago speaks for those Chicagoans as he gives away American money. Mayor Johnson briefed Alderman Friday. It was the mayor basically said, you know, we want to avoid a vote on the city council. And to me, that is not appropriate. We should have known that there was $95 million laying around that we could have used and appropriated for something else. We need to make. Here's the good news, dummy. There wasn't. There isn't. You're broke. You're bankrupt. Office buildings are selling for 10% of what they sold for a decade ago. 300 West Adams, if you care to look it up. Although there's a good chance if you were raised in uh, CPS schools, you can't punch it in the evil Google machine. Make sure that we have proper oversight of those dollars. In a printed statement, the city said Friday that $95 million would go towards the new arrivals mission, including leases for shelters, food services, and shelter staffing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But what about the Teamsters and U.S. Foods? Who's going to deliver the food? Oh, you're going to sidestep that. Huh? I understand. The good news is there's something being done about it. The question is, will it gain any... Steam, any headway. Some have accused DHS of not enforcing our nation's laws. This could not be further from the truth. Last month, 300,000 migrant crossings shattered previous records. The border but, uh, situation is pushing some of America's cities to the brink. As very dangerous consequences now from the surge of migrants at our southern border. So the number of encounters nearly doubling over the last two fiscal years, and these illegal immigrants need shelter, they need medical care, and that's putting a real strain on our own public health system here. That's to mention food squirrel. Oh, they need food. Now, in Chicago, granted, there's more and more people being thrown out onto the streets because they can't afford their outrageous cost of corruption, often referred to as property taxes. And actual Americans are abandoning property and they're cast into homelessness. But their new migrants are getting 275 units a week. That's where the 95 million comes in because they already burned through. We don't know how many millions and nobody's going to ever know. So the good news is that this food strike of the a labor extortion mafia that's affecting U.S. foods, it'll be called over. It'll be muscled under because the illegals are going to need the food. Our cameras captured a couple of picketers outside of the Indianapolis Distribution Center today. Now, it is important to note that the Indianapolis location is not striking. These picketers from Chicago tell me that they're fighting, again, we've heard uh, time and time again, higher wages and health care, among other things. I also spoke with Courtney Fitzsimmons. She's the director of food services for the West Lafayette schools. This morning, there was a concern because they had not received their delivery. But Has this story been on WGN or ABC Chicago or NBC Chicago or CBS? How could it be that a strike has been taking place for 72 hours, three days, of arguably one of the most important food distributors to the public school system alone, and nobody's talking about it? That has since changed. Since we did receive one today that was supposed to come Monday, they're saying that there probably will be about a two to three day lag time on our orders. Um, so that's very positive. Uh, like I said, most of us, we prepare for things like this. So we do have about a week's worth on hand. So if it's- No wonder that food in the cafeteria sucks. What do you mean you got a week's worth just laying around? I don't know. That, that isn't good. Who's got the milk contract? Simmons is also the president of the Indiana State Nutrition Association. She tells us U.S. Foods serves about 30 percent of foods to Indiana schools. Now, she wanted to reiterate to parents. What are the odds, Squirrel, that the beneficiaries of those contracts give campaign contributions to Democrats? Yeah, you guys are. You're really outsmarting me. I can't figure you out for really. You're way ahead of me.
tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. I wonder if Ray Epps is going to get a milk contract when this is all over. What do you think? I mean, after all, he's a Fed surrectionist. He got a 12-month probation, $500 fine, and 100 hours of community service. Maybe that's what it is. He has to deliver milk through his phony contract to the public school system after the U.S. food strike is over. Yeah, you're way ahead of me, Democrat mafia scum. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Death to America. And butter shots. I don't hear from the never bumper scum on the state of affairs. I'm still alive. I wonder, do they, are they related to the kids that are being killed in an undeclared World War III? Or are there kids and grandkids suffering under feudonomics known as Bidenomics? Or are they in districts where the oligarchs who pretend to be representatives in our phony representative republic admit openly? That what the constituents want don't matter. I'm sorry to say it. The 700,000 people you represent, their opinions are absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely There's irrelevant. There's a never-Trumper scum. Here's another one that you're supposed to pay attention to. I would I? not run if President Trump ran. I'm Nikki Haley, and I'm running for president. I will not. Not now. Not ever. Support raising the gas tax. Let's increase the gas tax by 10 cents over the next three years. Every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. I never said government should go and require anyone's name. That's false. So I think China's been a really great friend of ours. Yes, I view China as an enemy. That was, um, See, because you have to avoid enriching the scum who pretend to be on your side. The whole time profiting from policy. It's unsustainable. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people a month. We can't do this. When we went down to Eagle Pass, we saw some alarming things. Shut up, fraud. In the meantime, manage your expectations. Donald Trump won in 2020. He's not the president. Don't buy the tagline that he's a shoe in for the next time. Understand what's at stake and understand what your real options are. The thing that's unique about the Convention of States effort is it's not a hodgepodge of calls from states. This is a national effort to pass the same language so that there's no confusion as to what specifically the states are being called to do. So See, you I- don't need a declared secession to secede. You can do it by moving yourself, your profit of your taxes, and your vote to somewhere where it matters. Just stay away from the never-Trumper scum who pretend to be Republicans. They're not going to help you. Anthony St. Charles. Oh, good afternoon, sir. Uh, Mr. Thompson. Yes, yes, I just wanted to commend your... Yes, sir, I wanted to commend the gentleman from Texas, Mr. Nelson. He, he and I are uh, members of... I mean, kindreds of the same spirit. Yeah. I, too, ran for Congress in my district in 2020, the old 14th in Illinois, and I'm also a military veteran, and I think we should have more military veterans in, in, in the government of the United States. I commend this man. I, and I was a military police soldier, so I know yeah. about law enforcement. And I think it's wonderful. And I'm, I'm running for circuit clerk here in Kane County, the 16th Judicial Circuit, and um, I'm never going to quit. I'm, I, I really believe that uh, I'm called to uh, be in the fight. I love it, Anthony. I love that you're putting up the fight. I truly do. I wish that the, uh, 
the constituents understood what how important it was in Illinois. I'm just concerned with a, a state that would roll over and vote for a a scoundrel, a, a, an oligarch of corruption, somebody whose name is synonymous with Democrat mafia. And they uh, just said, okay, as he infringes on the Second Amendment and forever changes the principles of a once great state. I, I, I wish you the best of luck, Anthony. I truly do. Thank you for participating and good luck. But when uh, so many people will sit idly by as a uh, ex-president has his rights stripped away from him openly and notoriously. Breaking news out of New York City, where just in the last couple of minutes, the judge presiding over Trump's multi-million dollar civil fraud trial now says he will not permit the former president to testify in his closing arguments. There's only one reaction by decent people in the country. You're out of order! You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order! They're out of order! That man, that crazy... You know what's funny about that movie is that his his client was a judge. It's true. And then you look at the judge in Trump's trial. You look at Fanny. What an appropriate name for that big fat ass. You look at Fanny and her sexual liaison partner posing as an attorney, get a promotion, go to the White House, get his instructions. You look at the Federal Bureau of Incompetence and the Secret Service as they sat there while the vice president sold out his nation and you realize it's going to take an outsider to change things certainly not what not somebody who made a fortune from boeing like nikki haley how is her documentarian did they make up can't remember we'll be back in 21 hours to expose and kick the teeth down the mafia and the never trumper scum three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com